This meeting is being recorded. Yeah. I'm ready whenever you're ready. Yeah. Is Terry, Terry done with his nap? Yeah. <laughs> Stretch yawn. <laughs> oh. Get that old man, old man nap in there, huh? Ow. Well, wake up and let's get funny. <laughs> Now that's funny. All right, everyone, that is correct. This is the podcast that sounds funny. And we are only two weeks away from election day. That's even more terrifying. I mean, funny. Yeah. <laughs> this is the week of what is today? The October the twenty fifth, and uh, it is uh, season two, episode fifty one. Uh, this uh, show number what one oh three. And I am your host, Keith, and joined with me are Terry, HTTPS, and Bill. Yeah, we are two blind brothers and a blind sister who tell it the way we see it. And um, yeah, I noticed that uh, we are, you know, season two, episode 51. That means next week will be our 52nd episode in our second season. We just had a 100th episode birthday, and next week will be our wrapping up the second season birthday, and then we can elect a new president. We <laughs> <laughs> yeah. get somebody with the funnier president, or not president, I guess uh, Congress is who are electing Congress and Senate. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I guess it depends on who takes over. That there might be a new president if they go and impeach the dude. I, I hope they don't, but who knows? As much as I don't like Joe Biden, I, I don't really care to see him be impeached. <laughs> yeah, I don't like him or Trump, but what do we get? They, it, it's Donald a job Trump security, you know. <laughs> Donald Trump yeah. can take back over. Yeah, yeah. wonderful. <laughs> yeah, well, well anyway, works. moving in. Oh, away from the political topic, hey, this is our Halloween episode, because by the time you hear us again, Halloween will have come and gone, so we can be as spooky as we want to be today, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have a lot of spookiness. I do have some animal stories later. I guess we could get spooky and talk about mm-hmm. our, our text message thread the other day when <clears throat> we had a news from our brother that his daughter was in the hospital when i seen that i opened up and i and uh, i looked at a couple of entries before that and i seen where jill had posted that her mother-in-law was going into hospice and i and i happened to think oh i wonder how jill's mother-in-law is doing and he said she died I'm like well she died so we have a, a niece in the hospital some pretty serious i don't know what it was but something pretty serious my wife was having a soldier, yeah, soldier shoulder replaced, and you had a, a death in the family. And, and my grandson, like, wow, what else can go wrong? Here? <laughs> my grandson was airlifted to Children's Hospital for RSV. Is that heavy, huh? 
Oh. <laughs> yeah, the airlift is so heavy. Yeah, well, that's some pretty serious stuff. Let's say it's going around. Well, seems to be outbreaking. And then last night, I was telling Jill before I got recording, my youngest son went to the hospital with appendicitis. Mm-hmm. Everybody's falling apart. Yeah, so note to self, when, when you want to ask what else can go wrong, don't ask what else can go wrong. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> because you'll be surprised at how much will go wrong. Well, we just had something funny happen from my little granddaughter, my only granddaughter. Um, we, uh, They decided to kidnap me. That's why we're podcasting so late, but we went to the Chinese buffet and we're eating and she had green beans. She was telling me green beans, pizza, and raccoon. And I'm like, raccoon? raccoon? There's, raccoon? There's a raccoon here. What are you talking about? It's like, I was a raccoon. And, that furry and, animal with a mask on? Yeah, like I started laughing. There was no raccoon here. Reason, what do you call a raccoon? You know, everybody was starting to giggle sitting around us. And this guy came up and said, You know, when I was a kid, I couldn't help but overhear what you're talking about. And when I was a little kid, we did, we ate that some raccoon, you know. And I go, Are you trying to say crab ragoon? It's like, like well. Yes, Grandpa. I go. I said that sounds funny. <laughs> yeah, you still put out that voice recorder. Just had to re- relive that. No. Relive the moment. What's the raccoon? I want some raccoon, Grandma. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't really have a lot of uh, late breaking stuff other than all the medical stuff and recovery. Yeah, I guess. that's about it going on around here too. <laughs> I guess uh, I went to see my doctor about my foot earlier, and it's still attached. It's still there. It's still getting better. Um, but uh, we went, went ahead and made some appointments in advance. So in the next three weeks, there could be some more uh, podcasting at alternate times. I could tell everybody of our listeners about my visit to the dentist. <laughs> oh, yeah. Get your vampire fangs in. Well, that's not the funny part. Oh. <laughs> oh. It's, it's going to be clean, right? <laughs> well, it's clean tell you clean, about it? If I use proper medical terminology, sure. Okay. When I went to the dentist and he said, open your mouth and he's looking and he's like, looks at the feeling at the corners of my mouth. He's like, got some little, some sores here. You know, you put some, uh, you need to get some, uh, um, vagina cream and put on your lips. And I'm like, Vagisil for the mouth. <laughs> you have to tell us how it tastes. Ugh, I can't yeah. imagine it would be good. And, uh, I said, well, I don't know what that's supposed to mean exactly, but you know, I said, well, I use chapstick on my lips, and he's like, yeah, but in the wintertime, you get like sores on your lips and stuff, right? And I said, well, yeah, and he's like, well, you should get some va- vagina cream, and I'm like, okay. Is that what he called it? Yes. 
Because I was thinking maybe if he was foreign, he maybe meant ba- Vaseline. Maybe you were sitting in the chair upside down and you had your arms in the stirrup, Terry. <laughs> and so then, so I just kind of chuckled and said, okay. Was, but the, the dentist, when I went to the VA, he told me I should use petroleum jelly. So I'm like, well, I'm still a lubricant, I guess. <laughs> and the dogs are giving you some advice there, too. The dogs are telling you what to do. We'll lick your face for you. How about that? (laughs) Well, whenever you don't have any teeth and you're sleeping, you slobber and you get all the stuff in the corner of your mouth all night long and it creates a sore. Okay. I guess I can see that. Bacteria builds up or whatever. (laughs) You get like a, it's like a, like a yeast infection in your mouth. I'm like, well, First okay. time I've ever heard of that. In Everything my tastes like so bread to me. Everything is like bread. <laughs> bread. Hmm. Yeast is made with bread. Wow. Or beer. Yeah. Everything tastes like a beer. I wonder why. It's sourdough. It's sourdough. I try to wash my face and I try to wipe my mouth with a napkin like everybody. It's like, but, you know. Hmm. <laughs> Well, maybe it's just one of those uh, little-known dental care things that only people with false teeth should know about. Yeah, I'm got. I'm glad I got all of mine or most of them. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm only missing one in the very back that I had to have pulled out. Otherwise, I still yeah. got all my choppers. So they're going to put yeah. some baby snaps in my teeth. <laughs> some baby yeah. snaps in my mouth. Snap on, snap off. You know, I, so I've like, heard that when you snap your those teeth on those little uh, uh, implant things, mm-hmm. that you don't need to take them out. You just keep them in. I don't know. Now, maybe I'm mistaken because it's something that I overheard. Uh, I'm not the one that has the dentures to be the expert on the matter, but that's what well, I, I mean, you probably in. could. I mean, you could do it for a couple of days, but every, you know, it's just like having a Band-Aid on your finger. You got to take, take it out and clean it every now and again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they had this invention now called a toothbrush. Oh, is that what that's for? <laughs> but you can't pull your teeth up and brush under them and put them back down. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Getting up under them. You get food all up under there. You don't get no food on, under inside your gums when you're chewing. Yeah. So. Anyway, that just rinse out your mouth really well with water, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. What difference does it make? Uh, but anyway, uh, let's try to move on here off of our opening stuff and talk about something random. We need to spin us a wheel or something spin random. Spin us a wheel. Five. Five. Oh, five. I totally forgot what five is. Five. Ooh, made up movie review. Oh, cool. I like that one too. Mm. All right. Movies coming out this week. And uh, from experience, this could be a movie like the theater, or it could be a new series coming out this week. And the name of the game is, all we do is get the title, and we have to decide what in the world is this about. And and whatever our review is, is true, because we made it up on the spot. 
Yep. <laughs> Lovers in a dangerous time. Rated R. Mm. You want to go for that one? Here's another have... option. That might not stay um, too clean. <laughs> what's that? Lovers good, in a dangerous not... time. Oh, I, I know that one. Oh, uh, I just lost it again. I'm pretty sure it said the good nut. Let's see if I can find this again. Well, I had oh the, the good nurse. Whenever it said nurse, you guys start talking. I didn't catch what it said. Uh -huh. Okay. Uh, the thing about the lovers, the good nurse, there's no rating on it, so I'm gonna guess it may be a TV series. Sissy is one that's coming out this week. Uh where to go? Pray for the devil, PG thirteen. Now, of course, if you actually heard of any of these, it disqualifies them from being reviewed. Uh, well, I was going to do one for the first one you said. The first one. Let's go back and we'll we'll do a review on that one. It's um, oh, in a dangerous time. What does Terry say that? What's the what's review? The, read, read this title again. Lovers in a Dangerous Time. Oh, yeah. That's when Freddy Krueger was in love with Michael Myers. Freddy Krueger falls in love with Michael Myers. <laughs> As a terrorize San Francisco. And, some dangerous and, lovers in a dangerous time in a dangerous place. <laughs> they met some girl named Fiona. And, what? Yeah, <laughs> Shrek. Shrek, Michael Myers. Oh yeah, What's that, that Michael one? Myers. Yeah, yeah, it's like a thing, a monster thing. Well, yeah, I, I, my my thought on that is, uh, lovers in a dangerous time. You know, this is a dangerous time for trans people everywhere to fall in love because the GOP may come back in charge next week. <laughs> it's a terrifying political movie about a small group of minority people. Yeah. That was my only thought about that. Huh. I, I I don't know. I'm still I don't know where that movie would go. Uh, <laughs> it well, would be a good monster movie though, a dangerous time. They fall in love lovers. in a graveyard or something. <laughs> oh yeah, lovers in a dangerous time, they, they make out in the graveyard. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> And then the hand comes out of the grave. Ah, ah. Zombie attacks. Uh, yeah. yeah, there we go. You want to do another one of these real quick? The good nurse. Well, what do we think aren't, about the good nurse? Well, of course, it's going to be a... good nurses. I guess that's yeah. for that, except for that nurse in uh, that Stephen King movie. What was that called? <laughs> Misery, where the girl. Misery, was. yeah. Yeah. That that would, would not be a good nurse. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, let's let's see what another one here. Hmm. Sissy. Well, that could be about Sissy, a movie about Sissy Spacek. It's spelled C-I-C-I. -I. Oh, maybe not her. I don't know. C-I-C-I. -I. I don't even know <laughs> what that would be. It's Without knowing how it's spelled, of course, my mind went to, you know, a, 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 a mama's boy, you know. Yeah. Little sissy. Um, this is pizza. 
But CI, oh, CI, it's, it's all one word. It's not two words. Besides, uh, well, I guess that would be CC with a C. I was thinking of CC, senor, but that would be with an S. S I S I. Oh, I didn't know that either. C I C I is a pizza place. It, it, it's a movie about an, an, an artificial intelligence and a new kind of cell phone instead of Siri. It's called Sissy. <laughs> and it gives you uh, maybe a pampy response as all. Artsy fartsy. Yeah, you want to do one more? We can. I can reveal what they're really about. I thought that was Jaxie. Huh? Nothing. Never mind. Yeah, you can reveal what they're really about because right. I have no idea. <laughs> Let's see how, how close to being right we actually were. <laughs> Lovers in a dangerous time. Um, a man attempts to break off an affair he's been having with an unstable woman uh, while sheltering during COVID-19. Hmm. Sounds, well, that would be it. Dangerous times, COVID-19. <laughs> Yeah, uh, the good nurse. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's see. Um, suspicious that her colleague is responsible for a series of patients' death. Um, this nurse uh, shared her tale in a gripping dot dot dot. Oh, she, gripping a thriller based on true events. She's going to let people know that that nurse is not a good nurse, and she's the yeah. good nurse. Well, the yeah, the good nurse. nurse is the one who who tells on the bad nurse, who's a serial killer. Hmm. <laughs> and Cece, or Sissy, uh, a family migrates to the city after a tragic loss, and they reunite in their hometown. Thirty years later, uh, emotions of uh, painful emotions of bigotry surface, um, huh. and. Then it gives a list of people who started who I do not recognize their names at all. Hmm. Um, so that was that one. That happens pray a lot for the devil. We didn't do these. pray for the devil, but I'm curious. Yeah. PG 13. Sister Ann Jacqueline Byers believes she's answering a calling to be the first female exorcist, but who or what calls her to a global rise in demonic possession? She seeks out a place at an exorcism position at a Catholic church until now. These schools are only trained, dot, dot, dot. Probably only trained men, and she's going to be the first female yeah. exorcist. Instead of a priest exorcist, she's going to be a nun exorcist, I guess. <laughs> but anyway, I just, I, I kind of thought maybe that's what that one had to do about, or satanic something or other. But yeah, there we go. There's our made-up movie reviews. Yeah, I admit it does appear to be a little peculiar, but maybe we're getting old-fashioned, Abner, behind the time. <laughs> Avon calling. Take time out for beauty when Avon comes calling. Use Avon Cosmetics and you'll be enthralling for a pleasure-filled break in your daily routine. It's time to take time out for beauty. Avon calling. Hi, I am Terry Hogan Helsley, your friendly Avon lady. If 
you need something, we more than likely have it. We have more than just makeup and cologne. Everything will be delivered to your house. So go ahead and go to my website at www.youravon.com front slash T Hogan Health Sleep. That is front slash T H O G A N H E L T S L E Y. Thank you. All right. So what happens now? And now it's time for some made up news. I've got some scary news. Oh, you can replenish your supply. Yeah. <laughs> this will be our Halloween special. My first story is scary, but not like monster scary. Uh, an Indo an Indian martial artist sets a world record by smashing coconuts with nunchucks on people's heads. Oh. <laughs> I, I was thinking, well, so what about that? Until he got to the people's head part. How does he know <laughs> no. which is the coconut and which is the head? <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> and he, how does that nunchuck stop just some time before it cracks that person's head? Yeah. He, he broke 42 coconuts in one minute using nunchuckers. <laughs> I, I guess the trick is to, to hit them from left to right and not from top to bottom. I know. It doesn't say that. As I'm thinking, it says that uh, the he had uh, the. Well, apparently coconuts are a fruit, but um, the people, I'm trying to see if there was a number, six, six volunteers were standing in a circle, and he was in the middle of the circle, and they would put the coconut, each one would put a coconut on their head, and he would, you know. Um, He'd go around a circle and crack him open. Proceed to. <laughs> Now, of course, coconuts have fluid inside, so are they wearing raincoats or what? <laughs> they didn't mind that milk on them, that coconut milk. It's good for the skin. Yeah, there we go. Good for the skin. Beauty treatment. Hold us on your head. <laughs> after they, after he smashed it, the volunteer would put another coconut up there. He was like, well, I hope David didn't get out of synchronization because... Oh, sorry. I thought you had a coconut on that melon. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Coconut blood everywhere. They put the <laughs> lime in the coconut or something like that. Wow. Lime in the coconut. Is that all you yeah. got for your story? Well, that's all there is to that story. Okay. Well, I'm going to add to that story because my first story, it must be one of them got missed, the coconut and hit the guy in the head because this first article I got is about a doctor doing brain surgery on somebody's (laughs) head (laughs) and the man playing the saxophone he's still awake during this brain surgery oh really yes they call him Mr. Jeezy 35 year old man and the surgery was 9 hours and 35 minutes long and he played the saxophone 
the they, whole this time. This is for the whole nine hours, but I can I just love the that. saxophone. It takes my mind off of so many things, even brain surgery. Let me play my saxophone. <laughs> <laughs> they call this the awake surgery. And the uh, the musical performance let the surgeons figure out what I'm trying to think what they said the surgery was even for why they were in the guy's brain. Oh, when they touched a certain part of the brain, he played rock and roll. They touched another part, he played classical. They touched another <laughs> part, he played like country. They were they were extracting a brain tumor. And they did you see and- that article too? Then. And they went just wanted to make sure they didn't hit the wrong note. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, they, a, a brain tumor, so not a tuner. <laughs> yeah. They, you know, when they can poke around on your brain, you know, and if they do something wrong, they they'd be able to tell. Yeah, they affect. Hey, you hit the front side. I know what they're a guy. Oh, sorry, dude. <laughs> you, put, you touched in the wrong part of my brain, man. Yeah, it's removing the tumor. Up. And they're trying to preserve the quality of life. So as long as this guy could keep playing his saxophone, they figured, I guess, he still knew what he was doing. And maybe he played bad and they're going to tune him in, like you're saying, make him play better. (laughs) Yeah, he was a bad player. Now he's an excellent player, world class. (laughs) They got rid of all those sour notes in that brain. (laughs) Yeah, I just can't imagine being awake during a brain surgery. I didn't want to be awake during any surgeries. Well, they say that you don't have any nerve endings in your brain, so it just be a matter of once they crack your skull open. That they, they, it seems like they have had people awake before while they poked around in your brain. Hmm. That just sounds so creepy, though. It does sound creepy, but I was wondering too: what if this guy didn't play a saxophone? What if he played a different instrument, a piano, or something? <laughs> Suddenly, I know how to play the the tuba. Yeah. <laughs> if you can't play an uh, instrument, can they still do the surgery? What else could you do during surgery while you're awake, you know? Knit, crochet. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, me. speaking of being creepy, uh, the San Diego Zoo records 41 endangered turtle hatchlings. Those creepy little turtle hatchlings. Uh, they're creepy. <laughs> uh, but in San Diego, it only took two decades, but a rare and endangered turtle species has finally bred at the San Diego Zoo. In the zoo. zoo officials announced the arrival of 41 tiny, uh, rare Indian soft shell turtle hatchlings. Um, it goes on to talk about uh, this is an ex- extremely prolonged process. Turtles can take 10 years to even reach sexual maturity, according to a news release. Uh, on top of that, the reptiles are known to lay eggs at night and cover them with dirt, adding to the difficulty of locating a nest. And it, and it goes on, but I thought, yeah, when you step on the dirt and something goes, and you have yolk all over your feet, yeah, it is pretty rare. And like I said, it takes 10 years to reach maturity. It was like dogs, it takes like, I think a year and cats about a year or something like that. Maybe, maybe two, something like that. Um, but yeah, the, it's, it's an animal story to lead off with. And that's kind of all I got on that one. Just, 
interesting turtle story. Hmm. I have I have a story in Florida. A family opened up their curtains and they saw a big giant Godzilla lizard climbing on their window. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and it was so heavy that it pushed the window in and smashed on the floor. Oh, wow. There was a large monitor lizard. Oh, man. And the Miguel from the uh, National, the, the Florida Wildlife says a monitor lizard. The kid said, looked like Godzilla to me. <laughs> well, well, modern lizards kind of lay low to the ground and Godzilla stands up on his back feet. <laughs> Zoom Miami. It's wow. a water water monitor lizard, a taboo or something from can be anywhere from three to five feet long. Wow. And they uh the lizard was likely a pet that escaped. And that's weird. It could crawl up a window, though. You'd think it would be too slick. They can. Yeah. That's them. my thoughts. I don't know. I mean, they climb trees and things. I would think, but they got the bark. I, I didn't even know they could climb stuff. Uh, maybe he just <laughs> had his had his front paws up on the glass, looking in. Either again, <laughs> let me in. Let me in. I'm not a trick or treat. That's Santa lizard, really. Let me in. I'm a Santa lizard. Trick or treat. Trick or treat. That's funny for our Halloween episode. Yeah. yeah. I was doing it. Trick or treat. Oh, that must mean my other story was about Dr. Frankenstein. Oh, <laughs> Working with the guy's brain. So what is your next story? Uh, it's another doctor story. He can also be Dr. Frankenstein. But it's the oldest living doctor... Uh, let's see how old he is. Dr. Howard Spector. He's in Ohio. Uh, come on, talk faster. 105. Uh, 105? I don't know. 105, 110. 300. He was 98 in 2021. He was the oldest doctor then. And so since this is 2022, he must be 99 or 100. Yeah. And he still practices medicine, huh? He still works full time, nine to six. If you ever want to go visit him, you have to go to Ohio. Wow. <laughs> oh, yeah. His 100th birthday. He teaches via Zoom link, I'm assuming, at a college hmm. there in Ohio. Wow. So he teaches and he is a doctor. Yeah. And he says it's just another milestone that he accomplished in his lifetime yeah his well. wife is still alive too and she's she's 89 her name is sue and she's oh, still robbing the cradle the 89 yeah. 99 man <laughs> she's a nurse and she don't plan to retire either <laughs> so this no. is dr frankenstein and his wife <laughs> yeah dr frankenstein and mrs frankenstein 
the Bride of Frankenstein. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well that's man, more power to them. That's great that they're still kicking around that age. At that age and still being doctors mm-hmm. and teaching and hmm. no plans to retire. It's crazy. I'd be way past retirement. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, come on, George, just die, all right? Come on. <laughs> you lived long enough. Come on. You want to die, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I made my next story is, is hey, another animal story. Um, a wild boar piglet is adopted by cows. <laughs> um, Berlin, of all places. <laughs> I didn't know they had cow herds in Berlin, but I guess they do. Uh, but uh, let's see. A cow herd in Germany has unlikely following after adopting a lost wild boar piglet. Uh, Farmer Friedrich told the news agency he spotted the pig uh, piglet amongst the herd in the central German community of uh, River something a few weeks ago. Uh, It has likely lost its troop when they crossed the nearby river. Uh, while he knows what extensive damage wild boars can cause, he can't bring himself to chase the animal away. Uh, the local hunter has been, oh, the local hunters have been told, don't shoot the pig. Uh, nicknamed uh, Freda, and in the fall, he plans to put it in the pen with all the mother cows. Hmm. Uh, so they're going to keep the piglet with the cows. And let it uh, grow up there, I guess. I don't know. That's pretty much the story. I wonder if the pig says moo. (laughs) Pull the string. What's the pig say? (laughs) Back on Terry. I have a story. It's one of those all-you-can-eat stories. Okay. I would rather like you know, do an all-you-can-eat marshmallow story or all-you-can-eat oh, yeah. cherry pie story, something like that, you know, these record-breaking stories. Here's a South African woman who has the record of eating chicken feet. Chicken feet. <laughs> she, I don't want the leg, I don't want the breast, give me the foot. You're in chicken feet, the yellow chicken feet with the claws on it. <laughs> Yuck. I guess they're she, edible, but she, why? <laughs> she ate four 26-ounce chicken feet in a minute. Were they pickled? I, <laughs> I couldn't even get past the toenail, man. <laughs> <That's> like, <laughs> mm. Well, if they make pickled pig's feet, they, it kind of softens up the little tiny hoofs on the end of them. If they pickled <laughs> them, they might be softer to eat. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. You would think the claws would be kind of scratchy, too. I'd like to see the size of the chicken that had feet that big. Yeah. <laughs> you sure it was a chicken and not a turkey or ostrich? It's a Godzilla chicken. 26, 26 ounces. ounces. That's like... It, it, it's like the chicken heart. It's like this big chicken. It come to eat the city. 16 ounces is a pound, so that'd be a pound and a half. 26 Maybe the total came to a pound and a half. Right. Oh. I think that's what they mean for, you know. Because maybe if a chicken foot weighs an ounce, that means she would have ate 24 feet. 
Oh, dang. Because uh, they... I hope she enjoyed every bite. <laughs> it's, uh, she beat the record. It was three and a half feet. And they were uh, trying to get that thing back. Four, four dot twenty six, four maybe they're four ounces, but four point two six ounces. You know, that that seemed like a very confusing record when you're trying to tell somebody about it. How much chicken did you eat? Hey, twenty four feet. No, you mean twenty four pounds? <laughs> no, twenty four feet. I thought you measured chicken in pounds. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Laid off. They were twenty four feet long. Yeah, twenty four foot long chicken. <laughs> but that's a lot of feet. Yes. But that's a lot of chicken feet. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, does Jill have any more? Or? I do have one more about a pair of Levi blue jeans oh. that were made in 1888. And they were found in a mine. I did not realize that people go mine hunting looking for old clothes. But these <laughs> they, they belong to a ghost. They're really boo jeans. Yeah, boo jeans. That's that's what I was thinking for Halloween. They were auctioned off this pair of blue jeans, boo jeans, <laughs> for eighty seven thousand four hundred dollars. Oh wow! Because they were in such good condition, um, they uh, only needed a few patches, not patches. It says strengthened in a few areas, so I'm assuming patches. Otherwise, they right. are still good to wear. Hmm. Uh, there's a, a man, I guess. They call him the denim doctor, and he's the one that goes around looking for old jeans that, I don't know why. Why would you do this? I don't even know. Left behind in a mine somewhere. Yeah, because then... I guess it gives you something old to auction off. Kind of museum. There's other pairs that are in museums. You know, this is what miners used to wear way back when. Yeah, they were back in the early days. They're known as uh, coveralls or half coveralls or something like that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there are a lot of museums like these old kind of things to put in to let people know how people dressed way back then. Yeah, because I'm sure the stitching was probably different. And maybe the wearable, a lot of those. They're more or less just for show, but this pair can be worn if you want to wear that expensive pair of blue jeans. Oh, yeah. You give it to your teenager, they they slice at the ribbons. Look at what I did to your blue jeans, Dad. Yeah. And whatever what's important or um, good to know about this pair of blue jeans, it says it has a buckle back. adjuster hmm. which i'm not sure if that means to make them tighter you know for you buy yeah. them and you need them as you lose weight or gain weight you can let out this adjuster or yeah well, well, like said, on, uh, need to put on pants now that's what well, i said on tuxedo pants they have like a little sided strap adjuster like and if you have uh, like military uh, camouflage utilities there's like a little side strap to adjust them snugger yeah, and I guess blue jeans don't have that very much anymore, but I guess maybe I guess back not. then they just made one size and you bought them and then you adjusted right. it with that strap. Or, or, or a range of sizes, you know, small, medium, large, and it covered the range. Yeah. Yeah. No, it makes sense. 
I was just telling Jill the other day, I wish they'd put those back on the pants because I need those because I keep walking and my shorts keep falling down to my ankle. Oh, no. <laughs> you got the drawstring. And no matter how tight I tie the drawstring, they still fall off. You, you use some suspenders for your sweatpants. Well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I typically don't run around in sweats. I usually wear, you know, pants. <laughs> Mine are cotton pants what I got on today, but they got elastic in the top. They're not sweats. They're just like t-shirt material. Yeah, well, I have on some, I think, khaki. They, they feel like denim, but they're a lighter weight, and they're a lot more comfortable than denim. Oh, anyway. Wait, at the end of this article, this might be a little racist, but it's... The way one way they could find out that these jeans were authentic is there's a label inside that reads the only kind of jeans made by white labor because now this has nothing to do with colored black people. It was Asian people back then that yep. would come Looked to America and shops, steal huh? white jobs, yeah, and make pants cheaper. And I guess maybe back then, of course, people you know, more racist or something. They actually had a label in the pants that said that. Made it wasn't just American-made. It was made by white Americans. <laughs> yeah, but that's how that article ended. I wanted to make sure that was put in there because that was really different. I can't even imagine today seeing a label like that in a pair of pants. Yeah, you buy some <laughs> clothes. This was made by white people. <laughs> <laughs> that would just be so wrong. <laughs> oh, my well, I I do have one more story that I can do, and it's really uh, in a way a little confusing to me. Rescuers flock together to save 250 parrots stranded by Hurricane Ian. Now the parrots are birds; can't they just fly? Right. <laughs> <laughs> why do you have to flock together to save them? But I don't know that the article never said why they couldn't or wouldn't or didn't fly. Um. But it's Pine Island, Florida. Um, I got to read this name because it's kind of funny. Um, Will Paratino and his partner would not leave the stranded parents in their compound. Uh, even as authorities pleaded for residents to leave their home because of damaged roads, including a collapsed bridge that prevented deliveries of food, gas, lights, and other life-sustaining supplies. The couple could not leave without their flock of birds, 275 parrots, including some of the world's rarest. Uh, and then it goes on to describe the rescue mission and operation. And um, they had to cage and ferry the birds off the island. Now, I, I'm going to guess that when you, I mean, parrots that are not in the wild, they probably clipped their wings, but. It just sounds so silly. I got to rescue my bird who can't fly. Yeah. <laughs> right. It is kind of a silly thing, but I guess it is a thing, you know, because you, you go to a pet store, if they have a parrot there, it's usually just sitting on a purse. Uh, they're not in a cage or anything. So. Right. Either... Sometimes they do have like a strap from their foot to a, ah, yeah. a bar that they let sit on their perch. Yeah, I was going to say their parrots have their wings clipped or, or they're just that lazy. <laughs> and then maybe you can flop around like a chicken, fly up yeah. just a little bit, but not uh -huh. real high. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah, a happy ending. They they really they got a bunch of people together, and they did rescue the birds. Don't flip them birds. Huh? <laughs> Don't flip them. Yeah. Don't flip the bird. No. Oh, his feet are. We'll in the rescue air. them. We won't flip them. <laughs> flip them the bird. <laughs> that's, that's the last one I got for today. But I've got another one. <laughs> Go ahead. I've got a bunch more, but still. In North Carolina, on Interstate 95, guess what happened? A semi lost its load of 22,000 pounds of catfish. Catfish? Catfish. Guess they were headed to the fish fries. I guess so. I've been seeing all kinds of fish fries in the paper here. Yeah. I hope they didn't come from there. (laughs) What kind of oil are these things fried in? It tastes like motor oil. Tastes like asphalt, blacktop. Got a little rubber on it. Blackened <laughs> fish. The blackened fish where the rubber hits the road. At 5.45 in the morning, the truck was going up the ramp, overturned. Ah! The driver was examined. Make sure he was okay, but he smelled a little fishy. <laughs> He had some hush puppies at the corner of his mouth. <laughs> he was uninjured, but the fish didn't make it. No. <laughs> they probably didn't make it to their destination either. I don't know. Probably not. They must have got ate up by all the turtles. Yeah. And the parrots. All them baby turtles. And the not flying parrots. Well, uh, <laughs> okay. Well, I have. Yeah, I don't have any more thing. stories. I did all mine today. <laughs> I didn't want to go. You wanted to go. <laughs> all right. Well, now that we're done telling stories, we can talk about some words. I cannot find Halloween words, but I do have a list of words. Hey, kids go trick or treating. This is a list of high school science words. High school so science. Put on your old high school science cap and see if you can remember any of these mm. words. We're educational this week. Yes, we are. <laughs> Pamela Pumpkin. And, oh, sorry. Our first word is atom, A T O M. Everybody shut up. And you guys H- should know this one H E O M. Yep. Heom. Atom. A-T-O-M. Somebody didn't know how to spell home. Yeah. No, Adam. It's dyslexic for home, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go home. Home. So spell as H. He said H D. A T O M. Atom. An atom. Oh, oh, Adam. Okay, we got it. Yeah, I got to get the, the mud out of my ears or something. At home. Adam. Up and Adam. Yeah. <laughs> Adam Ant. Um, Adam and Eve. Am I getting close yet? <laughs> no. <laughs> Nuclear Adam. Yeah. Yeah. We'll go with that one. <laughs> the atomic bomb. The war that Joseph Biden wants to get us into with Russia. An atom is the basic unit of a chemical element. 
Yep. So it has the, the same number of electrons everything. as protons. Yes. And you can split them. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And so our next word is... Igneous. Igneous? Igneous. It's that really stupid student in the back of the class. You igneous. <laughs> Actually, I do know what that is. But... Are they supposed to be like a kind of Halloween candy or something? No, it's a, it's a high school science word. Oh. I guess you, you could eat it like candy. a high school candy if it's bad for your teeth. <laughs> it's a kind of rock. It's like yes. a volcanic rock. Yes. Volcanic rock, yes, he's got it right. Yeah, I do science. <laughs> Our next word is <laughs> B-I-O-M, biome. This might be what you thought I said earlier, biome. Biome. B-I-O-M. It's the guy when he cooks stuff, Bam. <laughs> the guy in the kitchen that cooks things, whatever his name was. Oh, yeah, Emerald. <laughs> Yeah. What are you going to buy for him? Buy, buy him. him. Going to buy him something. <laughs> buy him something. Yeah, that's what you do in biology. You go and buy him some flowers and candy, and then you have some biology. Yeah. <laughs> or is that chemistry? I forgot. <laughs> buy buy him some Halloween candy and and let him dissect it. <laughs> well, now that one I don't know. If you can't write in the proper way, if you don't know how to conjugate. By a B-I-A-M. B-I-A-M. A biom it also is known as a habitat. Oh. There well, are five major biomes around the world. Well, Would you like to know what they are? You want the, me to just... the teenager in their natural habitat is a very <laughs> messy creature. A messy bedroom. There are maybe a six biomes, including that one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness. But yes, that's what a biome is. Let's see. I forgot what bookmark that was. I, I think that was the third one. The third one. Yeah, I need to go to four. Maybe you flunked that class, and maybe now you find that people mock you on Cerebrum. I think you guys ought to know that one. Cerebrum? Yes. That's what the guy had wrong with his saxophone, and they were trying to fix it in his brain. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> his cerebellum. Yeah. <clears throat> had to fix his brain. Okay, now here's the deal. I'll try to educate you. Gonna familiarize you with the nomenclature. Yes. Looking for the zombies. The- this is a zombie snack. <laughs> we got to make it about Halloween, right? Zombie snack. Well, this has to be Halloween, so we have to throw Halloween in here somehow. So, yeah, this is zombie snack. Our next word is kinetic. You learn the definitions of nouns and prepositions. Literacy is your mission. And that's why I think it's a good time. Kinetic? Cut. What starts with a K? Kinetic with a K. K I N E. Oh, kinetic, yeah. T I N E. 
Like yeah, kinetic, kinetic, kinetic energy, like static cling. Yeah, mm. it's it's energy that's stationary or or, or motionless. Now, I was also going to say it's the opposite of magnetic. So if if you have a magnetic personality, people are drawn towards you. If you have a kinetic personality, people just don't like you. Ah. <laughs> of course, that's just totally made it on the spot, like our movie reviews. Yes, well, you guys got that one right, so good for you. I just knew it as kinetic sand because my grandkids play with kinetic sand, and I had no idea what that even meant. <laughs> a kinetic fan. It's a movie star who has fans who just sit there and stare. <laughs> they don't move. They're just motionless. I can't believe it's the Bay City Rollers or whoever. I don't know. Next word is it's like for a viewer, oh, yeah. like people who were you carry out. You carry out. You carry out. E U K A R Y O T E. Oh, let's say you carry in the cereal, I'll carry into oats. I don't know. I never heard that word, but hey, you yeah. know what? I'll tell you guys something when we're done with this. Yeah, that um, one I don't know. That's that's hmm. It's a fetus. <laughs> a fetus. <laughs> it's a well, it's a zygote. Like the zygote. Did you learn this word about that same time, Terry? Huh? Did you learn this word about the same time you learned that word? Maybe. Zygote. Because it does have something to do with, with fetuses biology. and zygotes. Like I could care less. Reproduction it's an embryo. It's got something to do with an organism that has more than one cell. Would that be a fetus a or a celled organism? Yeah. Well, a zygote is just when the cells start to split, and there's only like you know four or eight cells, they're just starting to divide. And then it becomes it says all living things, all living things are you carry odor. Yeah, multi-celled organism. I mean, if you're more than two cells, you're a multi multi organism. Yeah. yeah, I did that was a word for it, but yeah, sure. Huh. <laughs> well, I I must have been sleeping through a lot of my science class. That's part of the anatomy <laughs> part. I sure didn't. I didn't know that one. This next word, anyway. You better slow down and use the right pronoun. Hey, hey, Show the world you're no clown. Is Quizar. It's Q U A S A R. Yeah, Quasar is a kind of te television set. Designed for Quasar Color TV. It's part of our continuing improvement in 100% solid state design, where solid state devices contribute to your confidence in the set you buy. Reach out for Quasar. <laughs> what the works inside the drawer hmm. it has star. to do with the stars star cluster yeah you got that right see you got you stayed awake during science class yeah. 
sometimes. It's also a television set. As long as it wasn't after lunch. <laughs> Extremely remote celestial object. Ah. A massive celestial <laughs> object. Like so a remote. Had something to do with stars, yeah. What was that one? Uh, that one was Quasar. Oh, okay. I thought I missed something. My phone wasn't going off on me. Okay, our next word is... As a possessive, it's a contraction. What's a contraction? Seismic. I think seismic? you guys should know seismic. Seismic, yeah. sure. It's an Irish guy who's really big. He's really large <laughs> in size. An Irish guy named Mick. Seismic. Seismic. Uh, and, and he falls on the ground. It makes it vibrate a whole lot. And there's an earthquake. Yeah. It measures how much I weigh. <laughs> <laughs> well, Terry went to the doctor last time. Yeah. <laughs> Put him on the scale. <laughs> It's okay now. Here's some notes. Syntax, you're always banging. No X in espresso. Your participles dangling. Greek for earthquake. That's what the meaning is, it says. <coughs> yeah. So that's what seismic means. Our next word. But I don't want your drum. If you really want, leave out that Oxford con. Just keep a mind in Greek to me. Well, it actually is. What? X U. Wait a minute. Xylem. Xylem. Yeah. Oh, like insane in xylem. Why? That's why they put it insane people in the xylem. M xylem. Xylem. Do you have any ideas? Rat poison. Rat Sounds poison. like something has to do with the flower, but I'm just guessing. Our words, not letters. Get it together. Hey. Yes, it has to do with plants. Mm. Um, it, it's like the centerfold. It's similar tissue that moves the water from the roots to the stem. Oh, okay. It's that wicking action, I guess, huh? Sucks the water out of the ground. And it came from the Greek too, this word. Never knew it had a word for that. I bet (laughs) if your oldest daughter was here, she wouldn't know all these. Yeah, I was going to tell you that at the end of this. And I quizzed her on all these words. She she probably gave you this list. She knew them all but two. And she doesn't study astrology. So she didn't know the two that have to do with the stars. But she knew all the other ones. And the next word is mitosis. And it has nothing to do with your toes, Keith. Well, it's, it's, it's mice that have bad breath. Mice halitosis. <laughs> it has to do with your hole in your foot. It has to do with other cell splitting. Yes. The answer to this is 
It's a cell splitter. <laughs> a cell splitting activity. Yes. It's what happens to cells while they're splitting. Hmm. They the same number and kinds of chromosomes to make sure it has the same kind. And I don't know how it figures all that out, but that's what mitosis is. God, why do I know this stuff? I shouldn't know it. Yeah. Why? How'd this happen? <laughs> You're trying to make this educational. I, I guess you no. weren't sleeping through all those science classes after all. <laughs> Learned it by osmosis. Our next word is zenith. Princess warrior. Zenith. Now, I think that used to be a TV, wasn't it? A zenith? Didn't we have zenith? A... Princess warrior, princess. Yeah. No, it was a she, television set. She was like a friend of Hercules or something. I take oh. Viagra for my Venus. One thing I ask of you, time to learn your homophones is past to learn to die your grandma sentence to always say to whom, don't ever say to who. You what? Yeah, not that kind of. Uh, I uh, take Viagra for my Venus. Anyway, well, I got I got a feeling that's probably wrong. Yeah, in, in this list, this is the other word that has astrology has to do with the. Uh, it what says was the it again? It was directly above the looker. If you're looking straight up, that's the zenith. The highest oh, that's, that's another television set. Zenith. At zenith, the quality goes in before the name goes on. Yes. Yeah. No wonder your daughter doesn't know those. Those are television sets that went out of business before she was even born. Oh, there you go. Z. That's why. <laughs> And I said V like Venus, Demilo. Oh, zenith. Zenith, like a TV set. Yeah, it has to do with you know, stars and the, you know, the highest yeah. point the star reaches. That's what I said. You're saying, I thought you said Venus. That's why I was referring to my vi- the other thing I said. Your, right? your face, uh, vaginal cream orifice. <laughs> yeah. Like Venus, the, the planet, you know. Zenith. It's the highest point you can well, see above that, looking up and the highest she's that point. Warrior you can reach. Princess. Zenith. Oh, Zenith. Zenith. Warrior Princess. <laughs> and so we're back on that. Warrior princess. We, we come around full circle. We like that one. Let's stick with it. Go back to preschool. Get out of the gene pool. <laughs> the highest point you can reach. There we go. Yeah. I assure you, they will be very ordinary appearing people. That's all our words for the week. So we get to move on to Terry's top ten. Top ten. Oh man, supposedly. The top 10 scariest movies, according to CBS News, anyway. It's not my preferred ones, but the 10 scariest movies of all time, because it's Halloween season, is um, number 10. (laughs) 
scream. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Appeared in 1996, starring Drew Barrymore, with the guy with the mask and like the hooded robe. And he'd call you up and say, what are you doing? And stuff and quiz you on things. And It's me again, Margaret. It's me again, Margaret. <laughs> they got me, Margaret. <laughs> you ain't gonna miss me, Margaret. I know that. <laughs> but I'll miss you. <laughs> and when I get out, Margaret, I'm gonna come over with a weed eater and a live chicken. <laughs> And some cool whip. We'll have a big old time, Margaret. <laughs> you don't know the answer, she'd kill you. But um, number number Halloween Town. Halloween Town. Huh? Yeah. There's a family friendly premiered on the Disney Channel in 1998. And is that the one that has Bat Medler on it, or is that something different? No, that's Hocus Pocus. Oh, Batman. yeah, that one. Um, Debbie Reynolds was a grandma who was a witch. And then she, they had noticed that the granddaughter had powers too. Hmm. So what they gave for like a synopsis of it, but hmm. and number oh wait, number eight, the Exorcist. Oh, yeah. That was pretty. 1973. That one was pretty scary at the time, and it even holds up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Linda Blair played a character who was possessed by a demon. I paid Based on a true story, too. I played you know, close attention. I've even rewatched it a couple of different times. But there's a part in the movie, depending on which version you're watching, where the mother, the babysitter tells the mom or the mom tells her that uh, the, the, the daughter was playing with a Ouija board by herself. Hmm. Now, I've always heard that if you play with a Ouija board by yourself, as you can be easily possessed by demons and things of that. nature. Well, <clears throat> you can be demon possessed whether you play with it by yourself or with people. Yeah, and then number seven. Is the Blair Witch Project. Oh, I don't know that I've ever seen that one, but I know what, what you talked about is where they went out in the woods yeah. and they had like a little handheld right. camera. It low, it low was, budget, yeah. It was made in 1999, like what you just said. It only cost them $35,000 to shoot the whole fake movie. Spoiler alert. Yeah. I saw it. It turned out later to be a hoax. 
like the Amityville Horror, but it was pretty cool, you know. Um, number six. It by Stephen King. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, my little six-year-old granddaughter, that's her favorite movie. Oh, weird. <laughs> she loves that movie. I mean, it, it came out in 2016 with the Pennywise, the killer clown. Yeah. She watches <laughs> that one like most people watch, like, you know, Barney or Bugs Bunny cartoons or something. I didn't think it I just didn't. <laughs> I, I watched it, but it's like, I was like, okay. I, I watched it, but I also read the book. And as any time, the, the movie is never as good as the book is. But yeah. And so to me, it wasn't as terrifying as what it, it might have been had I not read the book first. <laughs> Number five. is a movie called The Witches. Um, that came out in 1990. Angelica Houston was a witch and she was trying to turn, well, she did it over in England anyway, turned all the children into mice. Yeah. And, but then uh, number Four It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Oh, really? Terrifying. <laughs> I, I have to read read that headline again. It's like they said ten best. Best scariest? I can't. I don't remember what. It well, said. best, yeah, it's definitely right up there. But scary? Nah, not really. But it's, it's yeah. fun. came out nineteen sixty six, like somebody else. Wow, oh. it's <laughs> as old as it was a particular co-host of ours. Yeah, <laughs> it's twenty five minutes long, starring the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Yeah, the terrifying thing is he never came to visit Linus and the And he made Sally lose all of her Halloween candy. And Charlie Brown only got a rock. Probably the one that Jill said. And you guessed it. That rock. Okay, number three. Wait, is that right? Number three? Yeah, number three. The Nightmare Before Christmas, Tim Burton. Oh. I've never seen that, but I was—I have it on my list to watch. I, I'm pretty sure I've seen it. Uh, it's been a long time ago. Stop action movie thriller. Uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. That's all it said about it. But I have had it on in my presence but i really didn't pay much attention to it or it was one of those i've watched it and it's like eh, oh well i hope i don't see that again one of those type movies but it wasn't scary i just i don't know it just it's just weird it, it, it was it's a very uh creative way 
you know, of mixing Christmas and Halloween together. It's not particularly scary. But it's kind of funny. And, yeah. Well, I'd have to, I'm sure if I watched again, but I didn't really like any of Tim Burton's stuff when it came out. I just didn't well, like it. It's kind of dark, of course. Um, hmm. um, let's see. Number two. Halloween, the original, 1978. Oh, yeah. Yeah, by the time you get into sequels, they start going downhill, but that's a good one. Oh. And was that one? Well, everybody knows that one. Michael Myers, yeah. James e. Curtis, Donald Pleasance. Number one. This is the one that I don't never heard of this one, but you tell me. Number one, what we do in the shadows. Oh. 2014. Yeah, I never oh, heard I, of it. I've never heard of it, but it's uh, well, it's not all that old. It was 2014. I haven't got it. See, we should have made this one up in our movie fake movie reviews because <laughs> <laughs> that's not something it was gonna be able to say. This is actually it's a comedy spoof about two vampire roommates living in a closet in New Zealand. <laughs> and do they come out of the closet? <laughs> it's documented by that you know a do, it's a documentary done by film crew. Uh, they enjoy biting each other in the closet. <laughs> I didn't know you was a vampire. I didn't know you was a vampire either. <laughs> And so uh, we'll have to look it up and watch it, I guess. But then they spoofed the other one. They, what was it? Scream they did? Oh, yeah. They like to spoof a lot of those movies. Uh, wow. We watched one. It, was, uh, it wasn't scared. Well, I think it was supposed to be the woman or the girl in the window. I think is what it was. And this one was the girl on the window across the street you know they added a little bit more to the title and it was just really silly i don't remember what the spoofs of the screen movies was called even yeah whimper whisper whisper. be quiet (laughs) shut up All right, enough screaming already. All right, stop it. Um, I don't know. But I never heard of that one there. The uh, oh, wait, it says 10 best Halloween movies. Oh, the best ones. about to listen to an episode of the Retro Radio Podcast, home of the Retrobots. That's us. I'm David. I'm Kelly. The Retro Radio Podcast brings you family-friendly entertainment in the form of classic old radio shows. 
visit the webpage retro-otr.com. While you're there, you can leave comments on any of the show notes. Send us an email on the contact page. You can even like us on Facebook or Twitter. We now have a voicemail number where you can call and leave a voice message. 401-753-4844. We would love to hear from you. Well, now that we have the best of that out of the way, it's time for our anchor topic. Yeah. What is it this week? I forget. It's how all to go trick-or-treating when you're blind. Oh. How to go trick-or-treating when you're blind. <laughs> well, that's a good one because it's living skills. How do you how would you do trick-or-treating? I have no idea. <laughs> trunk, trunk or treat. Walk to the next car. <laughs> yeah. No, wait, I'm at McDonald's. <laughs> well, you know, they had that one Saturday Night Live thing about the the what, the, the, the all-black costume, not for blind kids. <laughs> <laughs> the bag of glass. <laughs> yeah, Dan Aykroyd would do those big, way back when it was, SNL was still good. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, you know, uh, living skills, trick-or-treating, um, well, how would you do a costume? Um, I mean, we're all old enough. We don't exactly have young kids in the house to get dressed up. But Well, it's like what I said. There's there's some place around here. I just saw, heard a story. They're going to be having a Halloween, an adult Halloween costume dinner party oh, wow. thing. And I'm like, well, now there is a wedding this coming weekend, Saturday the 29th. Uh, one of our brothers that's not a host is going to dress up like Elvis and his wife is going to be uh, in a poodle skirt because the people that are getting married are going to be, uh, I think he said, a vampire and the bride of vampire. And then his best man is going to be Frankenstein. And, and he says... They ask everybody to come to come dressed up in a costume. If you can't wear a costume, please don't come. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, people do stuff like that when you're too old to go trick or treating. Well, your mother in law is going to go as an ashtray, right? Who? Your mother in law. Oh, sure. <laughs> go as an ashtray. Uh, yeah. Cremated remains. But our, our sister in law is going to be a. a, a nobody listens to this. <laughs> Sorry, that's just a joke. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that I mean that would be one thing to have a like a costume party to go to. And of course, I mean as with adult costumes, it's usually just that is, you know, you you put on, you know, a, like a a uniform or a, mm-hmm. a, a something and you make up your face yeah. and use yeah. the force, Luke. Use the force. Right. Use the force. Where, so so that would actually be easier. I mean, you know, of course, back in the day, the kids with the plastic mask. You know, well, that would be a little bit more rough. I mean, you know, you don't have your face made up, but that mask could be a real bear. Yeah, <laughs> on a warm house in our area, it's usually <clears throat> rainy, but every now and then we'd get a nice warm Halloween, and the kids would sweat under those. 
But I mean, as a blind adult getting a kid ready, oh. the, the plastic mask would be pretty simple. It's just like, here, put this over your face. You wouldn't have to worry about applying makeup to them or whatever. Unless they're old enough, they could do it themselves or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, something to think about. I mean, like I said, we have had small kids around here. When we do have small kids, uh, I usually don't get involved because it's, you know, it's an issue. Oh, of, put that on. It's permanent marker. No, I can't get it off my face. So it's an issue of you know, too many cooks <laughs> spoiling the, the stew. Because yeah. yeah, I might have ideas. My wife has ideas. The parents have ideas. It's like, no, I'm I'm saying <laughs> you'll figure it out. <laughs> and then handing out candy, I usually ask the kid, you know, let him know that I can't see. Open your bag and make sure you know my hands inside whenever I drop the candy in. And yeah, yeah, no, that's usually uh, pretty simple to do. You just answer the door and you, oh, look at all the little kids holding up your bag or whatever. And yeah, I sometimes I'll, I'll tell them, you know, pick out the ones you like the best and take a couple because that way they get one that you know they'll like to have instead of you dropping something in and later on they don't like. Right. That's why. That's why you know. I, you know, if I if I could still do it, which I don't, I would take take yours. Like drop it in their bag and grab a handful of theirs and bring your hand back out. <laughs> I like you better than my kid. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. I'll trade you a piece of mine, a piece of candy for a piece of your candy. And, and it's sometimes it depends on how many kids come to the door. If you live at the end of the street, no one goes down that way. You might say, "And hey, just reach and grab a handful." Well, yeah. Um, but not, but you know it, it depends. I mean. But if you go to our younger brother's house, he's giving out full-size candy bars. And the address is? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to dress up and go get me a couple. <laughs> 501 Sinclair. Oh, wait. They changed it to Daniel Boone. <laughs> I don't know the number there. <laughs> I don't remember either. Yeah, I don't know what that number would be. <laughs> but yeah, there's uh, that. that's definitely uh, interesting. Like I said, you, I, I guess bottom line is you have to either adapt and as you're you know, dressing up or dishing things out, or like in my case, step back and let someone else handle it. Because, hey, as much as I've always enjoyed Halloween and trick-or-treating, there's just sometimes you just got to let somebody do their Why own Why wouldn't you like it that well? It's your birthday, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I get all kinds of birthday presents. I don't want to have anything further to do with you or your name or your house or anything that reminds me what a mistake I made when I let you talk me into thinking you love me. But anyhow, um, let's go ahead and move on. I think I should have an email. What's in the mail for today? Oh, just the usual bunch of crackpot letters. What's it say? What? Well, isn't that nice? I think I read all my Halloween emails. So let's see what this one here has for us. Oh, okay. <clears throat> this is called counting practice. Um, and uh, it's sent in from a school teacher who says she's in charge of some young kindergarten students. And she noticed that one of her pupils was having a hard time with counting. And but suddenly he's doing better than he was a few weeks earlier. So she, 
says, I went up to him. I told the little child, I noticed your counting has really improved uh, one day after class. Uh, Thanks, the little boy says. My dad will be really glad to hear about that. He's been working on my numbers with me every night. Fantastic, I told the little boy. So here's a quick quiz. What comes after nine? The boy says 10. Very enthusiastic about his response. Right. And what comes after 10? I asked him. The boy thought for a minute. Jack, Queen, and King. <laughs> and that's the story about a boy counting in my class. <laughs> Practicing with his cards. Hey, that's one way to start, start though. But isn't there. They need to know after 10, it's not Jack. So Jack means 11. <laughs> Queen is 12. Yeah. Oh, goodness. But yeah, that's, that's the email. Kind of a that's short one. Hi, Granny. They ought to run that fella out of town. But uh, that means... It's time for some final thoughts. Final thoughts. Have you ever stopped to think that in reality, plants are actually farming us. They give us oxygen to breathe until we finally die and decompose, and then they consume us. (laughs) Those plants. They're yeah. not vegetarians. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, you know what one ghost said to the other ghost? Do you believe in people? <laughs> what did the mommy ghost say to the baby ghost? Spook when you spook into I don't know what my former boss's spirit animal was, but I'm pretty sure it had rabies. Oh no. (laughs) What did the math teacher say to Dracula? Count. Did you hear about the five-legged monster? His pants fit him like a glove. My nephew down in Florida uh, tells me that taking a dog named Shark to the beach is not a very good idea. A dog named Shark. Here, Sharky, Sharky. <laughs> you can't find a pair. Yeah, that water, Sharky. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what kind of beans do werewolves like for supper? Human beans. <laughs> of course, yeah. 
when do ghosts play jokes on each other? On April Ghoul's Day. <laughs> well, Dracula finally figured out what type of his keyboard is. It's typo. <laughs> keyboard. You might have some pliers in the truck door. What kind of monster fits on the end of your finger? The boogeyman. <laughs> <laughs> what do sea monsters eat for dinner? Fish and chips. Yeah. The whole ship. What is a shark's favorite game? Swallow the leader. <laughs> Dr. Frankenstein dog. It operates on batteries. <laughs> What is the most evil chord? Demon. Demon. D, D minor. Demon. Demon. Yeah. D. Then M I N. D minor. Hmm. Demon. Well, here's a scary thought. If vegetarians eat vegetables, what do humanitarians eat? Humans. <laughs> Could be zombies too. How do you make a skeleton laugh? Tickle its funny bone. <laughs> what is a ghost's favorite fruit? A banana. Boonana split. Mm. Well, I don't have any more scary ones. Not that those are all that ooh, scary. Ooh, ooh, I got one. I got one more. What do you call a clever monster? Frank Einstein. <laughs> there it is. Frank Einstein. Yeah. Hmm. Smart one. What do you call two witches living together? Broom mates. <laughs> Broom mates. I was hoping to be something nice like that. We had just got a ton more Thanksgiving jokes. <laughs> wow. Well, that's all I got for the scary ones. I got some more, but we've had enough. Yeah. <laughs> I guess you're right. time to wrap it all up and say hey everybody thanks for listening this is your host keith Singh signing off uh tell a friend about us that's how we grow our listenership the most uh when you're using your favorite podcatcher 
Hey, click through the links to rate us and leave us a review. And barring that, just stop by our webpage, thatsoundsfunny.com. Send us an email, leave a comment on any of the show notes. Tell us your funny family story, holiday story, ask us a question, and all like that. Yeah. Yeah, bye-bye for now. <laughs> yeah, see you next week. That sounds funny. T-S-F at thatsoundsfunny.com.